It's Raining Cats and Dogs, the podcast dedicated to people who are ruled by their pets. I'm Joel Bardseth, and Queen Freya, she doesn't just rule our castle, she rules our entire kingdom. She's been kind enough to let me be your host. On behalf of Steve's Real Food, thank you for joining. Welcome back, everybody. And today we are going to finish our three-part series called Why Raw? And once again, we are joined by Dana Singleton, who's going to help guide us through this. And so our first episode, we talked about what Raw is. In our second episode, we talked about kind of what happens on the inside of the dog and history and history of our foods. But today we're going to answer what I think is the big one, and that is what happens on the outside of the dog when people start feeding their four-legged kids raw food. So Dana, help me out with that. Let Tell us what we all want to know. What's, what's this change? Thanks, Joel. Thanks for having me back. Um, so some of the things that we're going to see on the outside of our, our dogs, um, the one that people usually notice first and start commenting on is this shiny, glossy coat with less shedding. I think that we've come to accept that dogs shed, and certainly there are some breeds that shed more than others, but this, this constant shedding that we have year round is not natural to dogs. Dogs should shed, dogs and cats should shed pro- primarily twice a year, just like other animals, that's triggered by the change in light. So they would have a, a fall shed and a spring shed. Um, so on a raw diet, you tend to get all that, the dead, dull hair out and this shiny glossy coat um, shines through and they just have a better look and feel to the fur. How long do you think it takes for someone to start seeing? I know you started with that. How long do you think it takes before that can start to be noticed? Well, depending on where the pet started from and depending on what its nutritional journey is and what brands currently being fed, it can be uh, several months. uh, But for the most part, most people start seeing changes within the first two weeks in their pet. Um, One of the other things that they'll notice when they're feeding a raw diet is is bright, clear eyes um, with less tear stains. A lot of times, especially on the small dogs, you see the red tear stained eyes. Um, uh, On the larger dogs, well, any size dog, you'll sometimes see a discharge from the eyes that kind of make them look goobery or boogery. Um, Raw diet, the amino acids that are in there help those dogs have clean, bright eyes without that staining. Excellent. Um, The, another thing that a lot of people, will notice is clean teeth and healthy gums. Uh, n- the, the gums are healthy, not just because the teeth are clean, but because the amino acids keep the gums healthy. But certainly raw food lends itself to having cleaner um, dental health. So that's interesting because I always thought as I became a pet parent that because you know we brush our teeth, we think abrasion and remove things that my dog would need something hard and crunchy to clean off the teeth. Why would raw, which is soft and that they're not chewing that much actually. How does that work? I'm really glad you asked me that because this is a a, a bit of a sticking point for me. Uh, Kibble companies have taken that idea that you just said, how you you feel like your dog needed something crunchy to clean the teeth and have really run with it. There's a lot of different kibble uh, manufacturers out there who, who 
create a what's called a dental formula. Um, sometimes they'll have different ingredients in there that are supposed to clean the teeth as the dogs uh, choose the food. And there's even a couple companies that make a certain shape kibble that is as the dog bites down on it, it's supposed to break apart and clean the teeth as it chews. And if you've ever actually watched a dog chew, they don't chew. Dogs don't have a jaw that can move from side to side. Their jaw can only move up and down, which means they're more uh, kind of tear, gulp and swallow. They don't do a lot of crunching and chewing. Uh, dogs that have uh, or this idea that the, the crunchiness is going to clean the teeth. What I usually will tell people if, if you want kind of a visual to really understand it is uh, compare an apple to a pretzel. You could eat any pretzel you want. They come in about 20 different shapes. Every pretzel you eat are going to make your teeth feel sticky and gummy afterwards, um, even though they're crunchy. If you were to eat an apple, which is also crunchy, your teeth will feel cleaner and your mouth will feel fresher. It's not because the apple's crunchy though, it's because the apple's raw. And the enzymes that are in that apple start mixing with your saliva and softening the plaque as you chew. So the, 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 one of the reasons that um, the raw food I'm sorry, the pretzels make your teeth feel gummy is because they have sugars and starches in them that cling to the teeth. And that's exact, exactly what happens with kibble. The sugars and starches that are in the kibble cling to the teeth and create a perfect environment for plaque to grow. That's good. I'm glad you cleared that up. And you had told me the pretzel apple example once, and I totally would have butchered it if, if I said it. So thank you. <laughs> um, and it makes perfect sense. And it's amazing. And I have this thought as you go through these is there's something about the way people's minds work. We think of living creatures as machines. So if your car, the battery dies, you can still, you know, the tires still work. If you run out of gas, you could still turn the radio on. You have these singular things. You put gas in the gas tank. You put a battery where that goes. You put washer fluid in the washer fluid tank. But when it comes to living creature, everything is interconnected. So here we are. And I know people are out there. My dog has tear stains. I need something for tear stains. And we're conditioned for that. My dog needs dental health. I need something for dental health. But when it comes to raw feeding, it kind of sounds like it's all encompassing. I know it sounds too easy to be true, but when you feed a species, a species appropriate diet, the species does better. Uh, it, we've become kind of somewhat arrogant in how we feed our animals. We tend to look at how we want to feed them versus how this animal in nature should actually be fed. And that's one of the reasons why raw food works so well. This is a diet that was designed by nature to feed this animal. So one of the other things that we'll see um, and that a lot of people comment on that I don't think that always gets as much attention, but you see a leaner muscle dog that has more energy and the energy isn't just more energy bounce off the wall energy. It kind of manifests itself as a better temperament and a better focused energy. So there's a lot of um, dog trainers who, especially there's one uh, well-known dog trainer in my area who she takes all the hard to train cases, the ones that, you know, have flunked out of obedience or the dogs that can't get adopted because of behavioral issues. And one of the first things she requires is that they go on a raw diet for a minimum of two weeks before she starts them in her program, because she said that's what it takes sometimes to give these dogs the focus um, that they need to actually learn. So it's, you know, the, we, it's harder one for some people to, to say that they see, but if you have one of those dogs that are literally bouncing off the walls with this uncontrolled energy, 
they may be a dog that's just highly susceptible to this, the spikes and drops of carbohydrates. Um, and so a higher fat and meat diet versus a, a higher carbohydrate diet might be just the change that do that dog needs to be able to learn. One of the other things that we see um, is a healthy joint support in these pets. And what it, what usually leads to that, there's, there's obviously there's not the, um, the omega-6s that are coming in that cause inflammation in the body and, and kibble is notoriously high in omega-6s. So it's, it's a diet that leads itself to inflammation in the body. So with the um, exclusion of kibble in the diet and going on to raw, we already exclude uh, the omega-6s and we increase the omega-3s. But it's, no, it's more than just that. The most of the raw food brands out there, you'll notice have eggs in them and they're usually whole eggs, including the eggshell membrane, which is really high in hyaluronic acid, which supports joint health. And then you'll notice that most of the raw brands have ground bone, especially if you see the ingredient like ground chicken neck or ground turkey neck, that includes a lot of cartilage and the cartilage is full of chondroitin and glucosamine. So it's naturally supporting joint health and keeping those joints healthy as our pets age. Uh, one of the, the other one that I think really uh, surprises a lot of people is the fact that raw food is a really good weight manage management tool. Uh, when, you, when you feed a dog a completely raw diet, you'll see the dogs that are overweight tend to lose weight. Dogs that are underweight tend to gain weight. And it kind of resets this dog naturally where the dog should be. Uh, there's a lot of different... Um, and not to pick on kibble, but there's a lot of different kibble manufacturers out there that have a weight loss formula. And these weight loss formulas, to me, they're counterintuitive to how the dog would actually lose weight. You'll notice the ingredient panel, they will lower the fat and increase the carbohydrate. Well, dogs being um, carnivores will run better off of fat and don't process carbohydrates and, and convert them into energy. And so they store as fat. So, you know, though the dog probably will eventually lose weight on kibble, it's usually because the dog doesn't want to eat the kibble. Uh, raw food is very palatable. They want to eat it and it actually helps them lose weight naturally. So one thing that I've noticed out there, particularly in the last couple of years, is this massive increase of allergy symptoms. Are there really that many allergies out there for dogs? You know, uh, Here's kind of the, how we got to where we are today with this almost over-diagnosis of allergy symptoms. Um, 20 years ago, if you took, if your dog had um, signs of allergies, meaning hot spots, yeast overgrowth and, and um, itchiness, you would go to the vet, the vet would look at it and they would treat it as a skin condition and usually prescribe some type of steroids, which really did nothing to to eliminate the problem, it might cover it up and mask it for a while. And then somewhere along the line way, we kind of realized, wait, these could be food allergies. And then it's almost like now food allergies have become a catch-all to every issue that the dog has. So your dog has hot spots or itchiness, you take it to the vet, they say it's a food allergy. They ask you to change diets, maybe, uh, you know, take it off of a, a food that's a chicken-based food and put it on duck or maybe rabbit or you know, whatever exotic protein um, and, and, and more and more of an elimination diet. But what often happens is that these dogs don't actually have allergies. If you have a dog that your vet has maybe even run an allergy um, test on and, and to test for different proteins and your dog has tested positive for a lot of those, there's a good sign that your dog doesn't have allergies at all. Um, they more than likely have something called leaky gut syndrome. 
Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned Leaky Gut. Leaky Gut is going to take its entire podcast to explain, but it is rampant. So I'm going to invite you back, Dana, because we have to touch on Leaky Gut. So in the next couple of weeks, we will be doing a special podcast addressing Leaky Gut because of how common it is out there. But of these symptoms, will raw at least help alleviate those symptoms? Absolutely. For one reason, we're not included in the diet, the things that flare up and cause leaky gut, but also a, a natural diet helps balance the flora in the gut, which naturally starts repairing the um, damage that leaky, duck, leaky gut causes. And tell me about true allergies. There are things that are actual allergies. So if your dog has seasonal allergies, so I have a Doberman named Bimmy and she does get seasonal allergies, but I've noticed the switch to raw once we brought her to our house helps lessen those symptoms. Well, the immune system starts in the gut. If you have a healthy gut, you have a healthier immune system. When you are eating, and this is true in your own diet as well, not just in your pets. If you have allergies and you eat a poor diet and you have an unbalanced gut, your allergy symptoms, your, your reaction to allergens in the air, whether they're food or environmental, will be more intense. Uh, and, and that's exactly what happens. A, a lot of times, once we get a dog on a complete raw diet and get all that gut healed and everything turned around, even their environmental allergies can, can uh, disappear. That is awesome. And this is great news for everybody out there because we bring them into our world. They're exposed to you know detergents, floor polishes. There's stuff everywhere that can cause these issues. And raw is going to help make them the best versions of themselves. Dana, I want to close with one point. We did this in episode one, but I'd like to do it again. How would you recommend somebody transitioning from a kibble diet to raw? Um, I always recommend a nice slow process over about a week. Um, some dogs can take longer. I've seen dogs take a couple of months to fully transition. But what I for, for the most typical dogs, start out with the same amount of food that you're currently feeding and just add a small dollop of raw to it. Um, if everything goes well, the next feeding, add uh, a little bit less of their current diet and a little bit more raw food. And just kind of complete, just keep switching over a little less of the current diet and a little more of the raw over about five to seven days. Paying close attention to what's going into your dog and what is coming out the other end. If it looks like it's kind of soft and, and it's not well formed, kind of slow down the process. And what I really recommend during a transition of any diet to diet is adding goat milk, raw goat milk into the diet because the goat milk is full of probiotics that can help uh, heal that gut or get that gut settled down during this digestive process. And then it also has a natural antacid that soothes the gut. So I highly recommend doing that during any transition. Thank you so much, Dana. As always, uh, you've been a wonderful guest and full of information and taking us through this three-part journey of why raw. So everyone have an excellent day and uh, thank you again, Dana. Thank you. That concludes another episode of It's Raining Cats and Dogs, the enhanced line of goat milk-based food toppers found only at your local independent pet retailer. For more information, please visit stevesrealfood.com.